0: hello everybody welcome to this edition of the coaching conversation in this series we're looking to help business owners business leaders see how coaching can help them and their teams be the people they want to be achieve the things they really want to achieve in their life we also aim it at fellow coaches what we're really looking to do is to show them our experiences and hope that that inspires them and helps them develop their own skills and practices I'm Graham Wiley I've been coaching business leaders and business owners around the world for the last two decades nothing more to say now other than get ready get comfortable here comes this edition of the coaching conversation hello everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the coaching conversation And I'm really excited this week because I'm joined by Whitney A. White from the United States, who has a coaching practice based in um, Washington, D.C. But today she's joining us all the way from Chicago. Whitney, welcome.
1: Thank you for having me, Graham. I am super excited to be here.
0: Whitney, your website says that you proudly boast about setting joy above everything else and that you proudly live life on your own terms. What do you mean?
1: Um, I'm sure this sounds absolutely crazy in in today's age with us being so busy, so many responsibilities, so much on our plates, but I do the things I want to do. I go after the priorities that are important to me. I enjoy my life. I travel, I spend time with loved ones and friends. I read, I watch the TV shows I want to, and at the same time, I push forward on my business goals and I run a successful business. And so I reject the myth that I have to choose one or the other, choose to be happy and filled with joy, or choose to be successful in my business. I choose both. Wow.
0: I wish we could all do that every day. (laughs) Benny, you're, you're, you are a coach, and I want to talk about your coaching practice, but, but above all else, you're also an entrepreneur, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: what, what does that all mean? How did that come about? What's the background to that?
1: I actually started my journey in entrepreneurship when I was a little kid. So I grew up in a very small town in the countryside in, in rural South Carolina, and I started a tutoring business when I was in elementary school. So I was basically getting good grades, I was getting all A's, and I started to help younger students with their homework, and their parents would pay me (laughs) to to tutor them and help them get A's in school. And so that was my first taste of entrepreneurship. And since then, I kind of had that um, entrepreneurial bug, that sense of, wow, I can have an idea And I can bring it to life and I can help people. I can come up with something that's beneficial to someone else and they will pay me for it. And I can make my own money, which was really exciting as a kid. Um, I can have some independence and I can see an impact from the things that I enjoy. So I actually ran that business from elementary school all the way until I graduated from high school and went off to college. And by the time I went off to college, I was making several thousand dollars a year as a kid. I had dozens of clients. And so I learned a lot over those years. As an adult, adult, I started my career in management consulting. I was advising Fortune 500 executives and CEOs, and I was working in a big company. At that time, I was working at Bain & Company, which is an international consultancy, but I still always had that interest and curiosity around entrepreneurship. So a few years later, I decided to start my own innovation firm to be able to advise small business and startup CEOs in a similar way to what I'd done at Bain for really big companies. But I saw an opportunity to do that with smaller companies. And so really over the years, since that time, that was uh 11 years ago (laughs) that I started my my innovation firm, Afara Global. And about five, six years ago, I saw a need with the actual leaders and executives that they needed more than business advice. They needed development for themselves. They needed professional development. They needed personal development. They needed coaching. And that led me to start my coaching practice, Whitney A. White.
0: And does that complement your innovation business as well? They still rub along together now.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It complements because often I might work with a client on the innovation side and see where there are needs for their team. So, for instance, there are times when my team and I at Afara Global, we will have a client that's looking to launch a new product or grow an existing product. But there are some gaps in terms of those individuals on their team who they're looking to lead, who they're looking to step up, who they are seeing as the folks who really have to carry the baton. And those individuals need the right type of support so that they can develop and step into those roles and fulfill them at a certain level. And so that's where Whitney A. White Coaching is able to come in and either they're working with me or a team of coaches to help that team get to the level where they need to be as well.
0: It's, it's almost the classic definition of executive coaching what you've just described it's exactly what we see in our practice and all the years we've been doing it you're, you're working with the organization and it's the acceleration of capability of the individual that coaching brings about and obviously if you do it as a collective with a, a bunch of executives at the same time the, the dynamic effect on the organization's compound isn't it so so as a a, a coach as a as a an innovation organization, what would a typical client look like? What what sort of person, what sort of organization?
1: Really, we work across industries, but what stands out is that they have a desire to innovate and go outside the box to try different things. So because I have this innovation mindset and this, this background in, in innovation, I I really do approach things in a certain way. And my entire team does because we set kind of the standard of here's how we go in and here's our approach. And so everything is always about what works. It's always very data driven. We're always very big on testing. And so there are times when an organization might know that they need coaching, but they may not be as familiar with some of the approaches or as familiar with what the options are in terms of, of working together. And so for us, we really come in and we're excited to be able to get our hands dirty, observe the teams, be the fly on the wall, be able to do those surveys and assessments and really hear from everybody to understand what the needs are. And then we're going to come up with a customized set of approaches and solutions for that team. So sometimes that means that we're working with certain leaders in the organization because we say, based on what we've seen, these are the folks who are needed to be the change agents. These are the folks where they set the tone. If we work deep dive, one-on-one sessions with these people and we get them moving in a certain direction, the whole team's going to move in that direction. On the other end of the spectrum, there are times when we work with the entire team. We'll come in, we do retreats, we do workshops, and we work with everyone on the team. And then there's a whole array of options in between. But typically, we're either working one-on-one with a group of key individuals or we're working with the entire team in a bit of a higher-touch way where we're doing workshops and the retreats over a shorter period of time.
0: I certainly recognize how important it is that the the client, the coaches are open to change and open to development because a a coach is just a facilitator. We can't Mm -hmm. make people be something they don't choose to be. We, We live in very strange times, don't we? There's been an awful lot of unusual things happen around the world and around our economies in the last two to three years. Are you as a coach seeing any emerging themes? Is there something that you're bumping into more frequently than perhaps you used to?
1: Absolutely. I will say that in the past couple years, we've seen more and more burnout. We've seen more and more frustration where team members and leaders are feeling like they are stretched very, very thin, where they're feeling like not only are they stretched thin at work, but they're also stretched very thin at home. And everything is blending together and they're finding it hard to really handle the things they need to in their personal life, frankly, and yet also show up the way that they need to and the way that they are expected to at increasingly high levels at work. And so it's actually one of the reasons why in the past couple of years, we've seen increasing demand for my signature program, Take Back Your Time. So we're helping organizations, we're helping their teams, we're helping executives really get into the nitty gritty and understand, you know what, what are my biggest priorities? And how do I focus there? How do I cut through the noise of all the other things that are draining my time, that are pulling away my attention? And how do I make sure I set up the right systems, the right structures, so that everything can happen, everything gets done that needs to get done, but I am not careening towards a cliff of burnout?
0: Yeah, I I absolutely mirror that. Certainly in the last two years since return to work or the returning to work since the pandemic, it's been absolutely clear that burnout in, in all of its different forms is a, a rising subject and, and perhaps more encouragingly people are more prepared to admit it they're prepared to say this is becoming an issue for me can you help and then obviously you can do the things you can do as a coach to help them work out what their priorities are and get balance back into their life both in terms of work and in terms of home and and it's definitely right I think in my experience to to mirror yours that This is now a subject that's not taboo. This is now a subject Mm -hmm. that people are prepared to own up to, to focus on, to want help with. And certainly we've worked hard on a mental fitness program that we've been working with. And and it's it's become very popular. It's become very practical. It's become the sort of solution that a wide variety of our clients tap into in addition to Mm -hmm. the more goal-orientated, goal-focused coaching programs. Um, what what do you enjoy as a coach the most? What's, what What's the satisfaction for you in being a coach?
1: I get so excited and feel so rewarded when I see clients achieve big transformation, big change. So when they come into those first sessions with us, and this happens whether we're doing a workshop, whether we're doing a retreat or we're doing more traditional executive coaching one-on-one, we have a set of exercises that we we do essentially to, to get started. And a part of that is really casting a vision, a very clear vision across all the major parts of their life, because we really do come at it from a holistic standpoint to make sure that we're not only looking at work because what's outside of work can impact work. So we set a holistic vision And without fail, clients always look at it and they say, okay, yeah, this is what I want, but get real. There's no way I can have all of these things at the same time. There's no way I can do this and that and this. It's not really possible. So they always feel like it's not possible for them to accomplish the things that they truly want, all of the things. I get so excited when months later or a year later, depending on what it is they set out to do they look back and they're like, oh my goodness, I can't believe it, I'm actually doing those things. And I get excited not only because they're actually doing the things they want to be doing, they're showing up the way they want to at work, they're showing up the way they want to in their personal life, they're taking better care of their health and their wellness. Not only am I excited about that, but I'm excited because now they know that they can actually accomplish whatever it is that they want, if they've got the right support and the right tools. Because what can happen over time, and I see this with so many talented professionals, we are pulled in so many different directions day to day. We can feel overwhelmed. We're in the rat race. And we start to question, is it me? Am I the problem? Am I not able to take care of everything because there's something wrong with me? Is it that, you know, I've lost my edge? I'm not as sharp as as I was before. I had a client yesterday say, you know, I'm not the, you know, (laughs) 20-something that I was before, right? So we start to think, is it me? Is there something wrong with me? But no, it's as you evolve in your career and as the world around you changes, you will need different tools, different approaches, different resources. And so when they have that accomplishment they are not only having that transformation in the moment. They are also realizing, I can do anything I want. I simply need the right resources, the right support, the right tools.
0: We, we certainly work encouraging coaches to work on fairly audacious goals for the program. Be brave. Aspire to, to greater things. And you're right. Looking back towards the end of the program, you, you sometimes have to pinch yourself and, and Get them to pinch themselves as to how far they've come and and the life they're living now compared to the life they were living before. And you know, you, you're almost reminding them of dark days, which is a little sad, but it's it is quite incredible the program can do so much for different people if they choose to go with it. They've they've got to want what what they've agreed they're gonna work on, and they've got to want to work with you to achieve it. But when that happens, when that that magic comes together it is really really fantastic how how do you keep your practice fresh how do you how do you keep things new and innovative for you and and for your clients
1: i think my innovation background is what really influences that the most because from an innovation standpoint i'm always super curious always looking at the data always trying to understand What is the new or the most pressing pain point? What is the issue that folks are facing? What are those biggest challenges that are most pressing in that particular moment? And so one of the things that we are really big on in in my coaching practice is that when a client is done with a program, they're not done with us in terms of support. So they are still a part of our community. So we have a private Mm -hmm. online community. Clients are able to interact with one another in there. There's a process that we teach all of our clients who go through Take Back Your Time or who go through our our corporate coaching programs where they can do something we call regularly scheduled maintenance. So it is a monthly process where it's a checkup that they can do. And they can always share that back with our team of coaches. And we will always give them feedback on that. They could have worked with us years ago. And we always will give them feedback and give them pointers and support them in an ongoing basis. That also helps us because we can understand how needs are changing, how needs are evolving, new things that are coming up for, we call them alumni, people who've completed the program. So we keep our finger on the pulse of what's happening within our alumni community and in the industry more broadly, but what we're able to do because we're so close to those alumni, we can identify new needs and what we do is, the same things that we did for previous programs. We will do the research, we'll do interviews, we will test curricula. And then once we see, okay, this works to address this issue that's popping up for people, we will roll out a pilot and then we will expand on that new program. And so that's how over the years we have added additional programs.
0: Got it. Um, from your experience both as as an entrepreneur and with an innovation business that's moved into coaching what advice would you give to somebody who's perhaps listening or watching this who's thinking about becoming a coach who's thinking about perhaps a career pivot or something what what tips would you have for them
1: i would absolutely say start with your why Why are you driven to coaching? Why are you driven to that other profession? If it's not coaching, whatever it is that you're excited about, that you're interested in, really tapping into that why. Because anytime you're making a shift as far as career, profession, there are going to be challenges. And so being really rooted in what's the motivation, why am I driven to do this? That's going to help you on those challenging days to be able to remind yourself of why you wanted to get into this in the first place. Secondly, I would say, get yourself a community of folks who have been there, folks who have done that, folks who really understand some of those key lessons learned that will help you so that you don't make certain mistakes, right? Like so many of your listeners, Graham, they're here because they know that you are so experienced as a coach. You are an expert coach. They want to learn from you. And so that's exactly what I'm saying. Get access, whether it's you're listening to a podcast like this, whether you are in a mastermind with a group of other coaches, whether you are, you know, simply friends with people who are in that space, but get yourself a community where you can share, you know, challenges you're facing, successes, but also hear from people who really have been there and they have experience they can share.
0: Yeah, that's definitely a great tip that making sure you're doing it because you've got energy and drive and desire and then surround yourself with people who can help you that's definitely a great tip thanks whitney your practice as i said at the beginning is based in washington dc maybe in chicago today but do do you work mainly in the states do you reach further abroad than that what 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 is your international profile as it were
1: I work with clients all over, and it's actually one of the benefits of technology (laughs) that that we've had from from the early days of of the coaching practice. We've had clients, obviously, in the States. We have clients across Europe. We have clients on the African continent. um, We have had clients in in Latin America. Um, So we're really fortunate that we're able to work with clients across the globe on the virtual side. And then when it comes to in-person, maybe I attract clients who like to travel, I'm not sure. But uh, sometimes I'm traveling to clients for those retreats, for those workshops. And I also host retreats and workshops in different locations around the world. So I actually spend um, most of my time when I'm not in the US, it's in Europe. In Western Europe, I've had events in Italy, events in France. I have clients in the US who, even though they're not based in those countries, they love to come. (laughs) Those are beautiful places to to travel to. So, my my American clients also like to come and and be in those wonderful places. And then I have events in, in the US as well. And what I've seen by having such a broad range of clients all over the world and having clients interact with one another is that it's such a benefit to the clients because they get to be a part of a community with individuals who are leading business in different parts of the world. They get to expand their network with individuals all over the world and they get to learn about business culture in many different places. And it's also fun for me because I love to travel and I love different cultures.
0: Yeah, me too. It's really funny. This we we should compare notes. I mean, I've got clients in Chicago and California and Texas and Beijing and all over Europe as well as all over the UK. We could probably save ourselves a lot of air miles. If <laughs> it, it's true. I really enjoy the, the the international dimension. I think it helps me as a coach. I think I learn from being exposed to multicultures I think that's really good for me I think I bring something to them in that context mm-hmm. and yeah I I I absolutely endorse everything that you say you you can absolutely coach very very effectively now with today's digital technology there's no doubt about it but I do also like the face-to-face I do like the one-to-one arrangement where you you get to shake hands you get to talk and and it seems to be, as, as as effective or if not more effective face-to-face, but you still can be very effective digitally, I, I find.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, when we're coming to the end of this edition of the Coaching Conversation. It would be rude of me not to enable our clients or our audience at least to reach out to you. How, how could they find you?
1: They can find me at WhitneyAWhite.com. So super easy, simply my name, WhitneyAWhite.com. They can come there and you guys can find out more information on our programs and also join my email list so that you can find out whether I'm in your neck of the woods with an event, <laughs> maybe come see me in person, or if we've got any special digital events that you can attend, but absolutely visit us at WhitneyAWhite.com and sign up for my email list. Don't worry, we don't spam you. We only spend, send emails when we have something special going on. So, <laughs> so those are the only uh, emails you get from us. But WhitneyAWhite.com.
0: Whitney, thank you very much for your time today. We're, here we are. We're at the middle of December. So for me, thank you very much. And have a really fantastic Christmas.
1: Thank you so much, Graham. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season and a wonderful new year. <laughs>
0: thank <you>. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> bye-bye. So there you have it. That was the latest edition of The Coaching Conversation. Hope it was useful. Hope it did what it was meant to do for you. If you want any more information about our coaching practice, it's at the executivemindset.co.uk. While you're there, you can book your own free session, which will give you a much deeper insight to what coaching can really do for you. If you enjoyed the session, please give us a good rating. And if you want to reach out for further information, do email me at the executive mindset at sagegreen.com. That's about it for this time and look forward to seeing you next time.
1: Bye.